Welcome to the Sermon Audio Podcast of Hill Country Bible Church, Georgetown. The podcast bringing you biblical messages that encourage you to put Christ at the center of everyday life. We're here to help you engage in the local church and to invite you into a life that matters through Jesus. If you have any questions about your next step, visit us online at hillcountry.life. And now for today's message. All right, good morning, everyone. And happy new year. Uh, This is a great way to start off uh, our new year. We're launching into this brand new sermon series, and um, I think you're going to be glad you joined us today. Uh, I know working on this and working through this sermon has helped my perspective as we uh, launch into this new year. And change is hard, isn't it? Like, I I don't think most of us really like to change, especially whenever it's ourselves or something to do with ourselves. And so we're going to talk about that. Uh, But thank you for being here. If you're online, thank you uh, for joining in. We love and appreciate you as well. But I wonder wonder how many of you started 2024 with something you wanted to change in your life. Anybody? Anybody start something? Want to start 2024? Okay, got got a good number of hands. Some of you are lying. Um, And that's okay too. That's okay. You know, we'll come back to that. Um, But it might be, you know, I want to read the whole Bible in a year. That's a pretty common one that, that we, we see. Or I want to control my temper more. Or I want to lose weight or exercise more. I want to get out of debt uh, and get on a reasonable budget. There's lots of different things that we, we wait till the new year to try and start. And now, if you raised your hand before, how's it going? Is it go- I mean, is it going pretty well so far? We're, we're seven days in, we're a week in, we're doing pretty good. If, if it's going well, like, congratulations, keep on going, keep on going. But a little word of warning, and you, we know this, often this doesn't turn out the way we like it to, does it? There is a, there is a study of 40 million people that uh, Inc. Magazine kind of did a write-up on, and it said that the vast majority of us quit our resolutions by the second Friday in January. And so we've already skipped, or we already got past one Friday. So get on your calendars, like circle the next Friday. If you make it to there, you're doing better than the vast majority of people, okay? But, but the sad thing is, like, the majority of, majority of us, we start the year and these resolutions, or whatever you want to call them, with really good intentions, but we don't tend to follow through with them. And so many of us, we have our goals, but by the end of the year, we're still going to weigh more than we want to weigh. We're still going to spend more money than we make. We'll, we'll still want to read the Bible daily, but we won't. And so what we're going to do is we're going to talk to those of you who have tried to change, who want to change, who hope to change, but aren't even sure that change is possible. Like many of us have that mentality that you know, nobody really changes. Nobody really changes. So what chance do I have to change? We have this, this mindset. And so we're calling this series, I want to change, so help me God. And if you're like so many of us, you might feel frustrated or exhausted or embarrassed or even ashamed that you haven't been able to change. And so the, the good news is you're not alone. You're not alone, and I mean that even personally. How many of you remember 2019? Like, that was, that, that's kind of 
a blur to me at this point. I don't remember much about 2019 because we, again, 2020 came and it changed everything. But if you were around the church in 2019, this is what I looked like. Right? I would, uh, don't laugh. No, I was the leanest I have been in my entire life. I, like, I went to the gym every day. I did cardio. Like, I think cardio is a result of the fall. He's like, oh, you ate an apple? Here's a treadmill. Like, it's awful. It is awful. I think my ab workout that I did back then would kill me today. I, honestly, I went home for Christmas that year, and my mom didn't recognize me at the front door. It was, it was pretty funny. But 2020, what, what happened, right? 2020 hit and changed everything. All of a sudden, my routines weren't as feasible. My drive, my desire fell off. Like, why? Why, why would that happen? Well, I think I lost sight of my why. Why am I doing this in the first place? And if I'm honest, maybe my why wasn't good enough in the first place. And we're going to get into that here in a second. But you're not alone, right? And it's kind of like Paul, this guy who, who wrote half of the New Testament and planted a bunch of churches. He understands, he understood what it was like to try to do the right thing and then not do it. In fact, how he puts it in the Bible really encourages me because, again, it's kind of like we're not alone in this. Where he says in Romans 7, I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what's right. But, but what did he say? He said, but I don't do it. I want to do what's right, but I don't do it. He says in verse 19, I don't want to do what's wrong, but I do it anyway. And then watch what he says in verse 24. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Oh, what a miserable person I am. I wonder if any of you can kind of relate to Paul and I when we feel like this. You may ask, like, what in the world's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? I, I tried to change last year, and I tried to change the year before that, and the year before that, and every year it's like, oh, this is going to be the year. This is the one. This, is, this time it's really going to stick. And then it never seems to actually be the year right? I, I did everything they say to do. I set goals. I made the vows. I bought the workout clothes. I, I got the daily planner. I like mind mapped this thing. I did everything they said. But unfortunately, see, many of us, we have really, really good intentions at the beginning. We actually have the wrong strategy, okay? We're trying to change, but we're trying to change in the wrong way. And so over the next few weeks, as we build this series together, uh, we're going to look at what God's word has to say about the power to change. And so you're not going to want to miss um, this series because it does really build on each other week to week. Now, what do we know about real lasting change? Real lasting change, and this is so important, is not just changing what we do on the outside. It's allowing God to change who we are on the inside. It's not just outward behavior modification. If you came to church and you think like the Christian faith and the Christian walk is just behavior modification, like stop this, stop this, stop this, and also stop this. It's not that. It's spiritual transformation. 
It's allowing God to change us on the inside. And that's why the apostle Paul, who in Romans, he just said, I, I'm trying to do what's right, but I can't. And I don't want to do what's wrong, but I do that stuff anyways. Then he asks this question. He says, who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Who will free me? Here I am doing all of these things over here. I want to do this, but I don't. And I don't want to do this stuff, but I do. Who can free me from this? And you can, you can kind of hear the tension in his voice. And then he says, thank God. Thank God. The answer's not in my own effort. Thank God. It's not, it's not an outward behavior. Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ. It's not behavior modification. You want to change? It's not behavior modification. It's spiritual transformation. Now, as we dive into this, uh, there's essentially three mindsets that uh, those who believe in Jesus kind of adopt when it comes to change. And there's the first two we're going to go over are wrong and in some cases dangerous. Um, and then we'll get to the right one. But the first wrong mindset that many people believe when it comes to change is that it's God, then me. God, then me. It's God, then it's up to me. If it's going to be, it's up to me. In other words, God initiates by offering eternal life. When we believe in him, his grace changes us. We're saved by grace. We talk about this all the time. We're saved by grace. Like we believe in him and yes, his grace comes in and we're heaven bound. Praise God. God does the work to bring us into his family. And then we think God says, well, it's up to you now. Good luck. And it, it kind of comes out in our language. We inadvertently believe that, that God, then me, is what really happens. And so we say, well, I'm trying to stop this or stop that. I'm trying to stop losing my temper with my kids. I'm trying to stop cussing, darn it. But you don't say darn it, right? I'm trying to get close to God. I'm trying to, to spend, uh, not spend four hours a day on TikTok. God save us all. Like, There's nothing God's really going to do, is our mindset. And so the first one is God, then me. It's not, it's not how it works. The second one is God, not me. And so while the first one is all about our effort, we got to make it happen, we got to do the thing, the second one almost absolves us from all responsibility and all effort. It shifts all of that responsibility uh, to God. He, he has to do everything. I do nothing. And so, for example, if it's God, not me, and I don't like my job, I might say, well, I'm going to quit my job for the glory of the Lord, and he's going to find me a new one. Maybe not your best strategy. Some of you may have learned that the, the hard way. Maybe you might think, you know, I want to get closer to God but you haven't read your Bible since like 98, or you haven't served in or outside of the church since COVID hit. And you're sitting back wondering like, why isn't God drawing close to me? Why am I not that close to him? Or one of my favorites, you spend more than you make over and over and over again. And then what do you do? You buy a lottery ticket. All right. Ooh, maybe God's going to get me out of debt with this lottery ticket. And we joke, but there are people that live that way, right? There's lots of people that live that way. And so the, these first two mindsets are wrong and can be uh, dangerous. 
There's God, then me. There's God, not me. But the third and correct one is God through me. God through me. It's spiritual transformation. Now, Paul recognizes this this principle. He's, again, the guy that says, I'm trying to change, but I can't. I don't want to do what's wrong, but but I do. Who in the world can save me? Only Jesus can. And this is what Paul says, and I love this. He says, for I am the least of the apostles. I'm the least. This is the guy that wrote half the New Testament and planted and started a a, a bazillion churches. And he says, no, based on my qualifications and all my sin, I rank low. I'm not very good. I'm the least of the apostles. I don't even deserve to be called apostle because I persecuted the church of God. He's thinking, yeah, I, I killed people in persecution of, of the church and God. He says, not by my talent, not by my education, not by my good works, and not by my effort. He said, but by the grace of God. But by the grace of God. And I want to show you that the, the same grace that saves us is the same grace that changes us. I think many of us believe God's grace ends when we believe in him. And then it's up to us. But Paul says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace was not without effect. In other words, I'm not very good. I don't deserve this, but grace has impacted me. And I am what I am because of God's grace today. And he said, no, I I worked harder than all of them. And he did. I worked harder than all of them. I brought everything in me. And then he says, yet not I, but it was the grace of God that was with me. I'm not any good. I don't deserve to be here, but the grace of God is still working in me. The same grace that saved me is the same grace that is changing me. And yeah, I brought every bit of energy and effort that a physical body can bring to the table. Yet it wasn't me and me alone. It's the grace of God through me. So real change is not God and then you, and you're on your own. Real lasting change is not God, not you, where you don't do anything. Real spiritual lasting change is God through you. It's not behavior modification. It's spiritual transformation. So you might be sitting there and you're like, okay, Jason, that's a lot of like churchy words and all that. But what does that look like on Monday when I'm starving and I want to eat chips? Like, what does this practically look like? When I want to yell at my boss, what does this look like? If it's God through me, when I want to yell at my kids, what what does this really look like? If real change is God through you, what does that look like? And this is really important. So if you have a pen, I want you to write this down. I'm going to give you the secret sauce to this whole thing. Okay. For change to be spiritual transformation, it's got to be spiritual. Let's pray. <laughs> For, <laughs> did, you, did you hear how quiet that got? I was like, it's great. For change to be spiritual transformation, for that to happen, it has to be powered by God's spirit, not just your own willpower. Do you get that? It has to be empowered by God's spirit and not just your own willpower. 
And so this new year has just passed and many of you are just like me and we're saying, I want to change this. And you're gonna have your why, the why you want to change that thing. Well, because I'm tired of wearing these jeans. I want to wear these jeans. Or uh, it might be the, the exercise, and I want to do that. And you, that's your plan. That's your how, right? It's the new fad. It's the exercise. It's the new diet. It's whatever your friends are doing. It used to be CrossFit and water aerobics. Now it's pickleball. Like, whatever it is that, that your how is. Any pickleball, like, fans in here? I've never played. I hear, yep, yep, all right. Whatever it is. You're going to have your why and you're going to have your how. But what I want to suggest, what I want to suggest just today as we start this thing is to add spiritual to your why and your how. What is your spiritual why? Now, your spiritual why is God's purpose for you. Like, what does, what, what's God's purpose in this change that you want to make in your life? What is that? Put, put a name to it. And then your spiritual how is God's power through you. It's not just your effort and your effort alone. It's God's power through you. So how does this play out? You get that little notification. You ever get these? These are the worst. That tells you how long you've spent on your phone in the week. And it says, oh, 92 hours. And you're thinking, man, I probably should spend a little less time on my phone. And you might think that's only for the kids in the room, but us adults, we get sucked into those things as well. So why are you going to spend less time on your phone? Because I don't want to spend that much time on it. Well, that's fine, but what's the spiritual why? What's the spiritual reason that you don't want to do that? And you, you got to think sometimes, like, well, God is love. Our, our greatest commandment is to love. And so how loving, how loving are you being just staring at your screen? I want to be more engaged with the people I love not just double-clicking on the latest image they post. Right? It's your spiritual why. I want to I be better at money. Why? Because I don't want to be broke anymore. Well, that's not a bad reason, but what's the spiritual reason? What's the spiritual why? Like Everything I have comes from God, and the best way I could worship and honor him is by stewarding what he's given me well, not only to the point where I can pay my bills, but maybe to the point where I can be a blessing to other people. It's your spiritual why. If you add the spiritual why to what you want to do, it can change your heart. It can change your heart. I want to be in better shape. Why? So I can look good at the pool? Okay, summer's coming. I get it. But maybe instead it's, I want to take care of my body, the body God gave me, so I can be around for a while to serve him with it. It's spiritual. So what, what is that thing for you? What is your spiritual why? And then you're going to have a spiritual how. And I love Zechariah 4, 6, when the Old Testament prophet, he says, it's not by might, it's not by willpower, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. And so when God's spirit is working through you, Paul said, it's not me, but it's, it's grace through me. Then you're not on your own. You have a stronger power alongside with you. It's doing life with God. Now, I'm sure most of you have been on the people movers in the airport. It's like the flat escalators. You like those? I love those things, right? I don't like cardio, so I love these people movers. And I remember um, we, we had, when our kids were a little bit younger, they used to love those things, and they'd just kind of go around in circles, up one and down the other, up one and down the other. And when you're on those things, you're kind of like looking at the 
the people walking normally, and you're like, ha, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? You look so silly and so slow. And then you start walking on these things, and it's like, like you're, you have super speed. It's, it's like four times the energy, and you're just kind of having a good time, like not breaking a sweat. And in a lot of ways, this is, this is what happens when you don't bring your own power, but a stronger power with you. It's doing life with God. When it's not just by my might alone, but it's the Holy Spirit connected to a spiritual why and connected to a spiritual how, that you have this spiritual transformation. So what do you want to change? What is it year after year after year? What is it that you want to change? Maybe you want to overcome an addiction. Maybe you want to get more organized. What do you want to do? Add your spiritual why to it. I will overcome this addiction because I'm not a slave to sin anymore, but by the power of Jesus, I'm set free. Or I want to be, I want to be more organized. Well, God is a God of order. Therefore, I will organize my life so I can order the things around that matter most. I can prioritize those if I'm more organized. Your first assignment as we build this together, your first assignment is to define your spiritual why. Define it. And then we're going to get into the spiritual how more and more. And and what that is, is again, God's, God's power through you. Because, get this, Christ in me is stronger than the, desi- the wrong desires in me. Christ in me is stronger than the wrong desires in me. Do you believe that? Do you really believe that? But by nature, we're not all that disciplined, are we? No, I like to eat what I like. I like to sleep in. I like to be a little lazy by nature. Our tempers can get the best of us sometimes. My sinful nature is not all that disciplined on its, on its own. I am disciplined, but it's not me. It's Christ in me that's stronger than the wrong desires in me. Maybe it's when we're tempted to eat the wrong thing. It's not just our willpower, but it's actually our spiritual why with God's power. It could be, I want to be as strong as I can to do his will. This body is meant to serve God. Maybe you're tempted to look at something you shouldn't be looking at. I made a covenant with my eyes to not look lustfully. I'm I'm going to honor God with purity. Then his power prompts you. His spirit reminds you, no matter where you're tempted, you can walk away. God always will give you a way out. You're tempted to lose your temper with your kids, even even adult kids. I'm an adult kid. I know we can be difficult. You're tempted to lose your temper, but then you remember, no, 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 no. I want to lead my children with the example of Jesus. I want to I leave a spiritual legacy. You have a spiritual why. And then what's your how in that? It's like, what, what do I have access to? I have access to the fruit of the Spirit. I have access to his love, his joy, his peace. I have access to his patience, his kindness, his gentleness. His self-control, I have access to all of these things through his spirit. Real change is always God through you. Paul said, I'm the least, but his grace was at work and I did everything I could and yet it was his grace through me. It's this change of heart. And get this, if you only change your behavior, 
If you only change your behavior, but you don't change your heart, the behavior is going to come back. And we see this over and over and over again. And that's why I don't want to try in 2024. I want to trust. I want to trust that God's with me in this. And so if you're sick of being stuck, I got really good news for you. There is a power outside of yourself that can help you change and will help you change. And if you're here and you haven't put your faith in Jesus, you're, you, don't, you didn't believe in him, this power to change is available to you. See, when we believe in him, he places his spirit inside of us, the same spirit that gives us the power to change. All you have to do is put your faith in him. But whether you believe in Jesus or not, there, there's a lot of reasons we haven't changed yet, right? There's a lot of sub-reasons. But I think a primary reason for, for most of us is a spiritual issue. It's a spiritual issue. It's because in most cases, we're trying to meet a need or relieve a hurt with something besides God's grace. And that's why the same apostle who said, I want to do the right thing, but I don't. Who can help me? Thank God Jesus can. The same guy, God says to him, my grace is all you need. My grace is all you need. You, you use that diet, you buy that app, you budget like you should, use all that stuff. Bring all of you, everything you have to the table. But the heart of your power comes from Jesus, comes from God's grace. My grace is everything that you need, it says. And when you don't have the willpower and you don't have the strength and you don't have, and you've like failed again, because you know what? We're gonna fail. When, when that happens, God says, my power works best in weakness. And so Paul's like, I'm all the more glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. So if you find that area where you haven't been able to change, stop being ashamed of that. Embrace it and say, this is an area that God can change. This is an area that God can change. When I'm weak, his power's made perfect. And then if you mess up, remember, his grace saves, but his grace also changes. His grace forgives. His grace is amazing. It strengthens. Because this is not, or this is not behavior modification. This is spiritual transformation. Now, we're going to build on this over the next few weeks, but for this week, all of us, whether you admitted it or not at the beginning, all of us can say, there's still something in me that needs to change. There is still something in me that needs to change. And so your assignment is very simple. Name that thing. Name that thing that you want to change that you haven't been able to. That thing that each year you're like, this is the year. This is going to be the one. Write it down. Right? Determine your spiritual why. What is God's purpose and what can God do through this change in your life? Why, why is it you want to change? What is the spiritual why? And then keep it in front of you. Remind yourself when you're tempted. Bring everything you have to the table. Work hard. Please work hard at whatever it is you're trying to change. But allow God's power to, to come alongside you. Do life with him and begin to change your heart. And as we go through this whole thing, that is the key to this. For it to be real change, real lasting change, we need spiritual transformation. 
And for it to be spiritual transformation, it's got to be spiritual. Let's pray. God, you are incredible. Thank you for doing life with us. God, that all of these things that we want to change, that we've tried to change, all of these things that as we look at 2024 that we want to do, that we want to accomplish, God, you don't, you don't just leave us to, our, to ourselves. You don't just say, good luck, now it's up to you. But God, you're an integral part of our lives. God, help us to have strength in that. And God, as we, as we make these spiritual whys and these spiritual hows, just remind us of those when we're tempted. Remind us of those as we're, we're tempted to do the very thing that we're trying to change. Remind us of your power and your spirit in our lives. God, that it can be lasting. God, you are so good. We love you. We praise you. We thank you and pray this in your name. Amen. All right, so you guys have a lot of work to do this week. Uh, it's simple, but it might be difficult. If you would like prayer for any of these things that you want to change even, uh, we have a prayer team up here that would love to spend a few moments with you uh, praying over that. And guys, have a great week. We love you. See you next week.